Man, Siri tripping on me. Siri, man, you heard that? I thought it was your lady coming in there nagging yeah. you. Saturday, February 17th, week 17 recap. Me and my boy Jay, we in the building, man. Jay, how you doing? Good, man. Ready for some All-Star weekend. I, I act like I'm uh, excited for the games, but normally I, I take this time off. It's like a little break from watching the games during the week. So, But uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to catch some highlights, see some three-point contests, some dunk. You know, how about you? I'm I'm excited, Jay. I'm I'm especially excited, and I know you're gonna feel me on this. Is because uh, we're both girl dads, and being girl dads, this All Star weekend, we see that Sabrina and Steph are gonna have that shoot off. And mm-hmm. to me, bro, that's so dope because like yeah. that's gonna that's gonna elevate the women's basketball into another level. Like girls that maybe have never even found out about basketball, never known what basketball are, are gonna fall in love today because. Um, disclaimer, we are recording before the uh, the All-Star weekend happens. Mm-hmm. Like This is uh, 11 a.m. on the West Coast, um, sa- fa- February 17th on Saturday. But, yeah, that's what I'm most excited about, Jay. I ain't going to lie. That's going to be, like, the dopest thing to see. Yeah, I agree. Um, I know I'm, I got about a decade on you as far as the age of our daughters. but um, And I did have a little bit. I'm not even too proud to, to admit I had a little bit of – like a, a sexist outlook towards female basketball and stuff. In fact, we even chopped it up a little bit when we was hooping the other day. And it's just like to appreciate the women's game, man. Women's get buckets. They get them differently. Um, and uh, it's to be appreciated. And um, Sabrina knocks them down. She knocks Boy. them down, bro. Boy, do she knock them down. <laughs> Boy, I was see. And, and while we talking about women's basketball, let's also give some love to Kate, Clay, Caitlin Clark, who he's now the all-time leading scorer in women's NCAA scoring like mm-hmm. scoring history like that is insane so yeah. shout out to her too because she's bucket just doing her thing bucket getter jay we talk yeah. about you talk about skill boy watch her play yeah. she pulling from the logo <laughs> <laughs> yeah <good laughs> that's stuff. crazy but all right jay well um you said it best you, you talked about how um we got all-star weekend coming up here some people take it as a break some people you know get into it too um but what i want to know jay is i don't know if you're going to be watching it or not but I got to know is because this is before a dunk contest happens, before three point contest happens and before the Steph and Sabrina things happen. So let me get your predictions, Jay. Who do you got for the dunk contest winning? And who do you got the three point contest? And then for Steph and Sabrina, and I can list you the, the um, participants and I actually will list the participants. Actually, uh, go ahead. Go ahead and share Cause I was like, I forgot yep. that some of the stragglers in there. Yeah. List, no, uh, list the, who's the, who's in the dunk. I know it's uh, McClung and then uh, Jalen Brown and, um, Yes, sir. So it's McClung who we won last year. Jalen Brown from the Celtics. Uh, Jamie Hawkes uh, from the, oh, yeah, uh, from the Heat. Yeah. And then um, Jacob Toppin, which is actually Obi Toppin's brother, which funny mm-hmm. enough, he's on like the G League of the Knicks. But yeah. the Knicks, like they, they, they drafted yeah. him once they traded away Obi Toppin, which yeah, is yeah. funny. Um, but th- those are the dunk contest participants um, for the podcast, folks. Um, that's, that's it for YouTube, folks. You will see that r- up right there. But Jay, who you got? Dunk contest winner this year? Uh, I'm going to keep it a buck. Um, I haven't gotten excited about the dunk contest Man. since Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Man. And um, and so, like, I would bet on Jalen Brown not wanting to get embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? I know he's got the talent, and I don't know too much about Obi Toppin's brother. I know Jaime Hawkins, ain't it? Like, you know, getting getting some dunks off in the game, and, you know, he can throw it down. But, I mean, this is just a different – 
different, different atmosphere. So it's either going to be Matt McClung, in my opinion, or or uh, Jalen Brown. I'm just going to bet that he don't he ain't coming out there to embarrass himself. See, I honestly think, to be honest, besides Mac, and also I don't watch too much of Jacob Toppin to be so mm-hmm. transparent with you, yeah. but um, I think that both Jalen and and Jamie is like they're in game dunkers, bro. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's more of a, it's more of a uh, I don't know. And like how you said, in game dunk, you know on somebody is totally different than you got to prepare something in there and like get, flash, yeah. get fancy with it. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also going to go, uh, go with Mac two time dunk you, contest champ. He is, he's solid. He's solid. But you know, I've, I've had a little gripe for, for years now. If, if no NBA players, no premier athletes and like showcase dunkers as NBA players want to get into it, like I'm an advocate of letting some of those no namers out there on those. What are those? Um, you know those crazy little circuits the flying dude oh, those dudes who get yeah. out there right in the streets and yeah. like they may not even have much of a game but they mm-hmm. go out there and they can do Put the freakiest show. right like that's what needs to be out there like it's, or and if you if you don't want to open it up to non-hoopers like to have somebody like g league only or whatever like people who care like who live and breathe it but not the half-ass leftovers you know what i'm saying I agree. I agree, cause yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Dunk contest has been weak literally since Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, yeah. to be honest. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, dunk contest used to be a lot more fun back in the day when, like, that was that was like a real stripe or real accomplishment that players could yeah. talk about. Like, I remember when um, when I was young, the knock on LeBron was like, "Oh, well, like Jordan and Kobe won a dunk contest," and like, yeah. LeBron, why he don't go yeah. to dunk contest? But yeah. that don't even matter now. And you know, I got about. damn near you know, a decade and a half on you. And it's been worse for me <laughs> lo- longer. And I'm just like, nah, man, if we, if there's candidates out there that are dunking year round and this is like their Olympics, mm-hmm. then put them out there for the show. This is a Come show. On. We want to see some freaky stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? But it's just but my right, Jake. get off my soapbox. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, Jake, three point contest. We got Malik Beasley from the Bucks. We got mm-hmm. Jalen Brown. Uh, I mean, sorry, Jalen Brunson from the Knicks. Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, which is last year's champion, Boy yeah. Marketing, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, Trey Young. Who you got? Bro. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. He's not the most efficient three-point shooter out there, but like I could see him stealing the show. I'm going with Trey Young. Ooh. I'm going with Trey Young. He's like again, the efficiency is is not always there, but he is for the show. Yeah, he is for the show and he's streaky. I'm putting my money on Trey Young. All right. Yeah. All right. I ain't gonna lie, Jay. Might be a weak answer, but I'm going back to back. I gotta go Dame again. Dame yeah, time, yeah. man. I think yeah. Dame's gonna start starts to get it together. It's, he's gonna he could become a two-time three-point contest winner. Back to back, mm-hmm. which is not many people in NBA history did that. So he can cement himself in history, and it's hard to go against a shooter like Dame. He got the cleanest stroke too. Absolutely. It's so effortless. Absolutely. Like Dame, who's your favorite shot in NBA history? Clay Thompson. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Clay, and and I know it's crazy right now because people are probably gonna look at me crazy, like John, like Clay Thompson. But if you go back and like don't have a re- recency bias, wa- just watch that man's jumper from his rookie season up until now when he's so called washed. That man's jumper is the exact same. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're closing out on him. It doesn't matter if he's fading away. It doesn't matter if he's shooting straight up. It doesn't matter if he's wide open. He that jumper is going in the same way every single time, <laughs> and it's so impressive. I agree. I agree. Um, 
I was going with the single greatest three-point shot you ever hit. Like one single shot. Oh, I don't know okay. if you have one of those in your like in, like a clutch shot in history. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Ray Allen when he backed up and he hit that first. Yeah, like yeah. When he hit Spurs, when yeah, he put him down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I like that one. Mine was Dame. When you said Dame, the first thing I thought of was that Paul George shot, dude. That PG thirteen one. That's crazy. Dude. Yeah, Let me on. ask you a question. Let me about that. Was that a bad shot? Remember PG? <laughs> <laughs> was that a it bad was. shot? Yeah, it was. That's a bad shot. Yeah, it was. A bad right? Shot. But it was like, dude, that was the cleanest. I went to the gym like you the tried next it? day. And I was like, dude, the body mechanics on this, where did that power come from? And to be so effortless, I was like in a state of shock. And I was like, for all the marbles to put a team down, dude. That was the crazy. I like, dude. That put that made Damon all timer right there. That was crazy. That no, honestly, I remember when the, when Paul George came out and said like, "Oh, that was a bad shot." Like, I I, I really I realistically <laughs> agree because like, bro, that was like a sidestep three from like, yeah. logo range, which dude, I get it. Dame does have logo range, but it's like, bro, if you're gonna take that for game, like, I gotta live with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I know the rules. That's a bad shot. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I'm not mad at you for Dame. Dame has the has I think Dame has the cleanest stroke in the tournament, probably. But I'm just trusting Trey Young. Trey Young is about to be on a redemption tour. He has and, to. and he's streaky. So he has to. Yeah. All right. And then last one, Jay, uh, before we get to our first segment of the show here. And that is Steph or Sabrina. How in this little shootout, who you got? I think we talked about this too at the gym when we was talking about getting like nobody's gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. The male female thing. We can talk about it. We can talk <laughs> about it if you want. Stop, he don't want to lose. He's like, and and you know, it I'm not even gonna get tongue-tied or go down that road. I just I think that there's it's just a different level of stakes. And Steph is like, nah, I, you know, it's all cute, but it's still competitive, and I gotta put you down. Female <laughs> or not, I gotta put you down, right? So yeah, he ain't playing around. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That's it is a tough one, and 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 here's my te- here's my take on it. Like I think that if it's a one on one game, like okay, that's you know yeah. the physicality is just a little bit different, yeah. hard to compare. But like just for shooting, she has a, a more of a yeah. chance that people actually believe. I ain't gonna lie. Like yeah. some people that maybe don't maybe don't watch Sabrina. Like before you before this shooting competition starts, like go watch her. Like you'll see. Like she got yeah. that strap on her. So with that being said. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna stick on the girl side, and I'm gonna go with Sabrina. Girl so dad. <laughs> I'm going with my girl dad, man. Come on, yeah. Sabrina, you can pull it out. This has yeah. nothing to do with lifting weights. It just guys are yeah. you know, getting up shots, and sometimes yeah. they're going in. Maybe sometimes they're not going in. So hopefully, it's Sabrina's day today. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> All right, Jay. All right, so let's get a push in and let's get to the the body paragraph, the main the main part of this show, Jay, and that is. The contenders versus pretenders. Um, I got a couple teams here, Jay, and mm-hmm. you know we're more than halfway into the season, and now I feel like we we've got a chance to figure out what teams actually have a chance, what teams are don't have a chance, what teams you know maybe need a couple more years. So it's exactly why I want to do this contenders versus, versus pretenders with you. Um, let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. Um, let me start with my first team for you here, and that is. The Cleveland Cavaliers, contenders or pretenders? They're pretenders. Um, I'm going to, with the way that they got smoked last season, 
and the and the fact that I don't they're just not prime they're just not ripe like like um Mobley he's been hot lately but I'm waiting when I can see what I'm looking for is Deb, uh Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell they're both of them being their best versions of themselves at the same time so when I can see Darius Garland riding riding high and Donovan Mitchell has not from a usage and from a productivity and they're still ripping off, you know, 15 out of 18 games or whatever their crazy streak was, um, then I will believe it. I know, I know Donovan Mitchell is tried and true in the playoffs, so I'm not going to doubt that, but um, I need to see Darius Garland firing on all cylinders with Donovan Mitchell uh, to call them a contender. And I'm not sure that that's going to happen. I, I wouldn't put my money on it once they get into the crucible of the playoffs in the second round. So so you're going with some pretenders for the Cavs? Yeah, for sure. All right, Jay. All right. Yep. I'm going the other way. I'm going with contenders, and here's why. Let me let me get into it a little bit. So I do understand that they feel like there's this stigma around them that they're not they're not really ready yet. Like how you said, I think you, you said for mm-hmm. a perfect word. They're not like prime ready ready for. But I I think I think that that stigma is wrong, and I think that they are ready and they're elite. And like here's why. I mean. As of right now, you know, they're top to top in the Eastern Conference. I believe that the, they're the second seed at the time of recording. And they struggled to get healthy uh, early in the season. But since December, okay, since d- the start of December, they've had the best win percentage, their number three offensive rating, their number one defensive rating. And for some context here, um, the lowest teams in the league right now, they're averaging uh, around 108 points per game. And that seems like the Spurs, the Hornets, like just teams that are like more bottom barrel of the league, they're averaging around 108 points per game. The last 12 of the, the last 12 wins that the Cavs had had, they have held teams to 102 points or less. So that defense is just right now and an absolute high efficiency rating. That's why they're number one defensive defensive ratings. And when I look at the, when I look for like a contending team, like I, ha- I have a checklist Man, Siri tripping on me. Siri, man, you heard that? Anybody <laughs> talking to you, Siri? What? What was that? What? I thought it was your lady coming in there nagging oh, you. What? She's like, she don't know. She don't know you on the pod, bro. You gotta man, come you on. That's check your girl. You tripping, on the pod. Like, <laughs> come on, man. All right. Let anyway. Like I was saying, Jay. Checklist. Um, checklist. Exactly the checklist, right? When I when there's a contending team. I have a checklist that I run down through to see, like, okay, well, do they check all the boxes? And I and and I realistically think that they do. Here, let's run through the checklist. Do they have that star guy? Do they have that one A guy? Yes, they got Donovan Mitchell, which on the low, he's realistically an MVP candidate at this point. The way he's playing, the way he's carrying the Cavs, twenty-eight points per game, six assists. Uh, five rebounds, shooting 47% from the field and 36% from the three-point line. He's a three-level scorer. He can go get it however, whenever. We both know that. So check. They got that. They got a star. They got a 1A guy. Do they got a playmaker? Yes, they got Darius Garland. He helps keep that offense in order. Not only can he playmake for others, but he's the type of guy where he can playmake for himself. Like He can be a traditional point guard and and initiate the offense as that, but he can also shoot, shoot that thing from logo range as well. So check, they got a playmaker who uh, who can create for himself and for others. Okay, let's keep going down a checklist. Do they have shooting in, in today's day and age? You have to have shooting to win this in the in this league. Darius Garland shoot thirty eight percent from the three point line. Max Schroes thirty six. Donovan Mitchell thirty six. They got players like like Jordan Yang who's shooting thirty five. They got also the right type of shooters, right? So. 
in this league, there are shooters who can you, – you say this all the time. I actually think you've taught me this. Not all shots are created equally. So there's shooters who come off and can score off the dribble. There's catch-and-shoot guys. And they have built – they have a perfect mix of players like Darius Garland, Kar- Karis LeVert, uh, Donovan Mitchell, who can Struce. create and just shoot off the dribble shoot. However, they can also catch-and-shoot. But they also have a good mix of of the Niangs, of the Max Struces, mm-hmm. the guys who specialize in catch-and-shooting. Also, want to give some credit to Evan Mobley. You talked about how, as of late, he's been stepping up. And in his last 10 games, he's been knocking out at least three three-pointers per game. If he's hitting out, if he's hitting at least two of those three per game, yo, that is just absolutely changes the game for their offensive, their 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 offensive game and the way the defense is game plan against them. So shooting, check, they got that. Defense, do they got that? They're elite. I mentioned that they're the number one defensive rating team since December. They're number two. Uh, they're number two as of uh, as of late. Also, Evan Mobley, he is the uh, the key to their defense. He unlocks their defense because of his ability to legitimately guard one through five. He can yeah. he can stay with your guard and he can stay with your big in the inside. They got they got Jared Allen and uh, Mobley on there. Twin Towers protecting the rim. Check they got that depth. Do are they deep? Yes, in my opinion, you you have a player like Karis LeVert, who's um, another version of Donovan Mitchell. And when I say this, I don't want people to think I'm saying Karis LeVert is Donovan Mitchell. No, Donovan Mitchell is an MVP MVP type candidate. But Karis LeVert can just go get a bucket, however, whenever, similar to Donovan Mitchell. On and those second average- units too. Easily yeah, on the second ex- unit. Exactly on the second yeah. units. Exactly, and then and then you you know you look at players like Jordan Nyang who knows his role, Isaac Okoro who just knows his role, um, players who Dean specialize Wade. special exactly specialize in what they do. So check they got that. And then last thing Jay in the, on the checklist is the little things. Have they have they took their lumps? <laughs> yes, they got bullied last year in the playoffs and lost four mm-hmm. one to the Knicks. They definitely felt that. They definitely they definitely took that lump. And do they have a team identity? Absolutely. Their identity is they know who their star is on the offensive end, and then they are killers on the defensive end. So when you run through that entire checklist, and I know this is long-winded, but star player they got, playmaker they got, shooting they got, defense they got, depth they got, have they took their lumps they got. So when you take all that into account, bro, they are contenders to me. They're ready to go. Yes. Um, I want to buy all of that, but I'm looking for that pinch point because there's there's a there's an inflection point that every team has to go through and when we talk about I don't want to spoil it too much I'm just going to keep it high level for OKC that is Jokic like that what the challenge he represents and so for the Cavs on the east that that player is is Giannis so can they roll through the east their two challenges is going to be the Celtics and then Giannis standing in their way and we when when I deduce, okay, Donovan Mitchell check, like somebody like the Knicks is gonna sick OG Ananobi on him. The uh, with the with with the Bucks, I don't know who that guy's gonna be. People are gonna take turns, but in the end, it's gonna be Giannis. This all comes down to Evan Mobley, to be honest. And if he can do it, and my biggest thing, and you keep you're gonna always keep hearing me say this, is like when they're ripping off. 15 out of 17 in the regular season, I always take that with a grain of salt, always, because they're doing it. Half of those wins, if not more, are going to be a bit against bottom feeders or bad matchups. And when you see the Bucks seven games in a row, when you see the Celtics seven games in a row, one of them might have injuries, you know, Jalen Brown or somebody might, but you can't, you can't factor in three or those four of those teams getting 
uh, a key injury. So th- do I have confidence that that what the Knicks did to them last year isn't going to happen this year? Do I have confidence that um, if Giannis is not going to just flat out punk Evan Mobley? And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet that they're going to get through all three of them. So and I can't call them a contender unless I think that they have a really realistic chance to run the gamut. So, okay. Okay. And, and 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 I feel like that's important. That's something for us to that we got a list because clearly your version of contender is like, okay, well, how oh, yeah, do you yeah, match yeah. up? Yeah. Because yeah, yes, you know, that, that that may be true, but my version of contender is like I'm taking like all this into account and like like how I'm like how I just ran through everything yeah, yeah. with the um with the calves. So okay, yeah, that, yeah. that is that's something that we we gotta keep in mind. Um, but okay, I mean that is you know v- yeah. very valid point that they, they do gonna yeah. gotta get through the Bucks and the Celtics. Um I think that they'd have a more favorable matchup against the Celtics, in my opinion, just because mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I think that, you know, that Mobley and Giannis situation, I think Mobley last year, the lights were a bit too bright for him and he got bullied mm-hmm. and yeah. it could, it could happen with the Bucks uh, again this year, but we'll see. He might, they might be ready. You, you never know when somebody's going from like level two to level three, right? Yeah. They just, they give you little flashes of it in the regular season. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, snap. Okay, Evan Mobley's here, right? I remember when that happened with Donovan Mitchell. I was like, okay, he's not to be played with right now. He's not to be so. played with. Hey, maybe that's Evan Mobley's year, man. Yeah, maybe that's Evan Mobley's year. But Jay, you said it. You said Oklahoma City Thunder. So let's just transition to that. Oklahoma City Thunder, contender or pretender? Um, I mean, they tried to do a little something with Bismack Biombo and uh, and and uh, Gordon Hayward, but. Man, to me, it's like if something happens to the Nuggets, yeah, they could go all the way to the, cha- to the finals and 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 potentially even win. Um, but Iron Jokic is an Iron Man, dude, and I just think that he's gonna punch a hole through their whole defense, and everything else is gonna unravel. So, um, if you told me the Nuggets didn't exist or something happened to them, easily they're contenders. They're they're right. They're ready to go. But I just don't believe in this small ball shit that they got going on like that. So it's a harsh one for me. My my line of contenders, obviously, like I said, we just said it's just a little bit different than yours. So I'm gonna say no. The okay. buck stops in Denver. Okay, rock with me, rock with me through this, Jay. Okay, yes. check this out. Okay, Oklahoma City Thunder. They're one of two teams right now in the league that are both top five in defensive rating and offensive efficiency. True I mean, story. Rating as well. True. It's the Boston Celtics and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay. True story. So, yes, that's beautiful. That's great. But I gotta keep my same algorithm or my same little method of: Are you a yes. contender or are you not? Star. I don't even gotta get into it. That guy SGA. Yeah. We know he's he's that guy. Which I just want to give this little stat out there: shooting sixty four percent, a true shooting percentage. You got it for for SGA for a, guard? for a guard. That's insane, Doc. Thank you, Jay. I was about guard. to say, yeah. yo, this is crazy for a guard. Sixty four percent true shooting percentage is insane. But okay, we they check they got that playmaker SGA fills that playmaker role and the star role. Um, so check they got that shooting. They don't shoot many threes, but they are shooting top half of the league. Uh, thirty nine percent from the three point mm-hmm. line as a team. Um, again, they don't shoot many, so you got to take that with a grain of salt. But here is where the checklist stops for me because agreed, they're right there in defensive rating. They're 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 top five in the league in that. They're actually sitting on number four. I like checks rim rim protecting. I like Dort's ability to play in the perimeter. But 
their defense comparatively to what they're going to need. And it's exactly what you, what you brought in, right? It's like, yes, Chet is a good rim protector, but what's he going to do when, when uh, Jokic puts that elbow in his chest and he just goes back like that. And it, there's just nothing you can do. Remember we were at the gym and that big ass dude yeah. was there who was just <laughs> putting his chest into everybody and like couldn't size nobody matters. Do. Exactly. Size matters. And you couldn't really do anything. And then remember I told you, I said, wow, like, you know, throughout my whole life, I avoided the weight room so much, but like, I wish I could go back to the weight room because the weight room is yeah. so important in basketball. And I think that this is exactly when that's going to matter because, okay, Chet can't handle him one-on-one. So now you got to send a double A Jokic. Good luck. If you start sending yeah. a double A Jokic, good it's luck. Over. He's going to kill you with that. So yeah. that's where my checklist stops. So I won't even get into depth and l- yeah. nuances, little stuff. So I think there are pretenders. Very good, but not contenders yet. Yeah, they'll fix it this offseason. How they lose, like there's going to be a lot of hurt teams. Like, I mean, it happens every year. There's going to be 10 teams with their feelings really hurt mm-hmm. with how the season ended. And the and the and the thing about the Thunder is they have they have all that bread to to fix it. When I say bread, I mean like draft currency, yeah, uh fungible, you know, uh salaries on the roster, young premium talent. So they're gonna fix it when they get when when they and meet meet that immovable object in Jokic. <laughs> immovable object, I like that. All right, yeah. Jay. Uh, next team we got here: New York Knicks. New York, New York. Man, I want to say content, or I want to, but I'm not. Do it. Uh, do no, it. no, no. Um, there's just going to be a, a little inconsistency. Some of it, which you know, I just know who Julius Randle is, just based off of his body of work, and he's he's a streaky player. He could be very potent and dangerous, but I'm not going to bet on 16 postseason wins with that. I love, like, I got a little bromance with Mr. Shifty himself, uh, Jalen Brunson, as do most people right now watching hoops, especially in New York. But um, um, and Bog, they made great trades. Those are good trades. Alec Burks gets buckets off the bench. Bogdanovich is going to give some a little bit more offensive stability uh, to that chemistry that they got. But, um, again, you're asking me, can they handle Giannis? Can they handle collectively what the Boston Celtics are going to bring? And I just don't. I don't see it. Um, I think when 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 – Jalen Brunson gets that 1A attention from the Boston Celtics. And then they then they look to the Knicks, where the rest of that offense is going to come from. That's where their season ends. So I'll leave it at that. Okay. That's a that's a that's a valid point. But I think a big reason that Randall has been this playoff dropper is because when he was forced to get that 1A attention, it was it was so tough because he couldn't yeah. handle it. But now you you just said Jalen Brunson is going to get that one A attention, and I think that he'll be able to handle it. Um, he won't be as he won't be balling out to the same level that he is right now because he yeah. at the end of the day, I want everyone to remember that height matters, and he, he's a six foot guard, and like playoffs, yeah. they're going to get so much more physical with Jalen Brunson that it's going to be crazy. White Drew Holiday. Oh, let me give you Jalen Brown for a little hot Come minute. On. Oh, no, Tatum. You know he's just going to get everybody tap tap in tap hey. in. Exactly. So, and and I'm I'm not saying he's gonna choke. I'm not saying he's gonna disappear. Yeah, yeah. He's still gonna. But that's be a lot. Jay- yeah, that's a lot. No, that's a lot for a six foot guard to handle. Come on now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, 
Um, so like I, I do think Jalen Brunson is going to continue to do his thing, but where I, where I kind of disagree with you is like you you know you talk about Julius Randle disappearing is like I think that he'll actually be there more than ever because now Jalen Brunson's getting the one A attention, so now he doesn't have to get that one A attention to where now he gets game planned and gets a little bit played out of the game. Um, but you like, might be right; it might not even be second round, like um. When the defense shifts on, it might not, he might not even be the second priority after that. Because mm-hmm. if Bogdan and Alec Burke get loose, they get buckets. Both of buckets. them get buckets. So it's like you can't cheat on him at all. And Julius Randle is a bully. And I was never a fan of the Lakers pushing him out of town. And so he got disregarded to New Orleans. I was like, nah, this is that was part of of the AD deal, though, right? It it was, it was, but yeah, I always look at from an analytical opportunity cost, you know, dissecting it. But in the end, Julius Randle was a plus player and he just got disregarded like trash. And that was just not the case. Yeah. But real quick, Jay. Let me run through my algorithm with you, okay? And let me know where I'm where 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 I'm (laughs) wrong here, okay? Shoot it. They got their star. We know Jalen Brunson's yeah. that. And I do want to add this. Jalen Julius Randle, like I know he has this bad stigma, but come on, y'all. He's an all NBA player the last mm-hmm. two years. He's been an all-star the last two years. He's been putting up 24 and 10 almost for the last like three to four years. So like I understand the stigma on that, but he can yeah. at least he in my opinion he should at least be put in that star category maybe not superstar but if i were gonna throw him in the star category like I, I in my opinion i think it's okay so they got two of those so check they got that shooting huh. they definitely got that they're right now they're top 10 in the league for ch- three-point mm-hmm. shooting percentage at 37 percent also earlier remember when i talked about having the right type of shooters mm-hmm. dante divincenzo josh hart alec mm-hmm. burke and Bo- i forgot about Bo- them Bro, those are players that, like, what they do is they specialize in catch and shooting. You put those around driving kick players like Julius Randle, driving kick players like Jalen Brunson, that's when Josh Hart, that's when Dante DiVincenzo, that's when Alec Burks, that's when Bozy, that's when these guys are really going to be at their top level. So shooting, they got that. Defense, since the addition of OG, they've been even better on that end. We know that Coach Tibbs is a defensive-minded coach. They're allowing a league-best 109 points Mm -hmm. from their opponents, which is top of the league. So, check. They got defense. Do they got depth? Check, Jay. They got depth. They might be one of the deepest teams in the league now with the addition of Alec Burke and Bojan. When when you look at Mm -hmm. it, Randall, Brunson, Hart, Dante DiVincenzo, OG, uh, uh, Bergs, Hartenstein, uh, Precious Achua. This um, all since Mr. Robinson been out. Come on, right. I was about to say there. I was I was literally just last night looking at the Knicks uh, ESPN page, and they said that they're planning on testing out Mitchell Robinson after All Star break. So I just named you all these players without listing yeah. their All Star. I mean, they're starting big. So check, they got that. Do you know? Do they have? You know, playoffs? if they did it, and somebody beat me to it. I read this not too long ago, but. The there's going to be with the new CBA, there's going to be a dynamic around teams winning the way the Detroit Pistons did against the Lakers, where it's a collective thing going on. Mm. And the Knicks sneakily have, if that's even how you would say that, have flying under the radar with just overall just depth and dogs. And Tom Thibodeau didn't play young guys for the longest, but it's like, like his job was just on the line and he was just, he started riding some some of the younger players and like Josh Hart and 
watching and the precious Hachua, and it's just like these are guys that are just like Stepping they fit in. perfectly. They dude. fit perfect, they fit. Bro. and that depth that depth is real. But I Jake, everything I just been watching basketball for so long now, and it's just like it's hard for me to consciously appreciate what they are doing in the regular season and just not fast forward to okay, they get to the second round. This is what you need to measure up against. So I immediately fly to that. But what they're doing right now is like. Is is hot? I like C- it. Counter counter to that though, isn't this yeah. is this not the best Knicks team you've ever seen? Yeah, I mean that sounds funny because yeah, I mean, I remember my earliest memories of basketball was that ugly ass trash with the Knicks playing the Heat in the mid nineties. You know that that, 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 that rugby album. ball. Yeah, that was just gross stuff. So I mean, definitely the most talented team for okay. sure. Okay. All right. Well. Jay, I ain't gonna lie, I'm rocking with contenders. I know it sounds crazy. I know it <laughs> okay. sounds crazy, but when Not New York basketball is on fire, the world of basketball yeah, is a fire. better place. Yeah, it's yep. a better place. So, contenders for the Knicks. Uh, Jay, what about the Clippers? Let's let's, let's jump to the West. Like I'm gonna triple about. down on that. I'm gonna just get straight to it because I get a little long winded. I'm still where I'm at. I'm not caving on the Clippers. They're still relatively high, um, but no. Um, Damn. Again, no. Damn, Jay. I'm gonna leave it. Jay, Jay, Jay. I'm gonna let you argue, and then I'll shoot holes through what you're talking about. Go ahead. <laughs> Jay, Jay, Jay. No, it's, it's hard to shoot holes through an argument that is based on a player who's having a 50, 40, 90 season. Okay. For those of you out there that don't keep up with hoops like how we do and don't know what a 50, 40, 90 season is, is you shooting 50 percent or better from the field. 40% better from the three-point line or 90% better from the free throw line. Kawhi Leonard, 24 points per game on 52% from the field, 45% from the three-point line, 89% from the free throw line. I'll give him the cushion, the benefit of the doubt. He'll get that up to 90 by the time the, easy, the, the season ends. So they have their star. Okay. Do you know who they have right next to the star who's putting up a 50 40 90 season? A player who's averaging just two points less than that at Paul George, 22 points per game on 45% from the field, 40% from the three point line. Check. They got two stars. They got two playmakers. I mean, they got two stars. They got a playmaker in James Harden who. I love when James Harden accepts his role because he's so damn good at being a point guard that it's crazy to me that like he wants he wants to be the system so bad that it's like, yo, if you just hone in on your point guard skills, you can be such an amazing point guard. Like I, I still believe to this day, even better than Tyrese Maxey. Maybe I'm gonna sound crazy by saying this. James Harden was the best pick and roll partner Joel Embiid ever had up until this point in his career. This is only one year of seeing Tyrese Maxey and him playing together. But mm-hmm. right now, Harden's putting up eight eight assists per game. And the play, the beautiful playmaking part about James Harden is that you can't just, you know, like how Ben when Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid ran a pick and roll, we're just going to double Joel Embiid and force Ben, you know, threaten. Is ben, is ben Simmons a threat offensively? Guess what? You cannot do that with James Harden because that man is a threat. Just last year, man put 45 points up on the Celtics. Okay, so they got a playmaker. Shooters, they are a top four team in the league in both f- field goal percentage and three point percentage, shooting 39% from the field, uh, from, shooting 49% from the field, and 39% from the three point line. Earlier, I talked about it with two different teams already. I talked about the Cavs and the Knicks having the right type of shooters around your driving kick players. Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, great catch and shoot players to put around driving kick players like Russ Hard PG. So, check, they got that. Defense. Here is where I have some concerns. Okay. Now here's where my list takes a 
halt. It stops, Jay, because <laughs> because check this out, Jay. They got two great. I mean, there was one point in this league where there was no question, a shadow of a doubt, that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were the best two-way players in this league. You can still make that argument now. The league has gotten better, but you can still make the argument now. But where I have my fears and where I have my qualms about this team is that front court. Okay, that 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 front court of Daniel Tice, Mason Plumley, and Zubak. Yeah, I don't know if I can trust that come playoff time. I'm just I don't know if I'm ready to put my money up on the line against other front courts in this league, especially when contending front courts. Every other team right that I've said so far that I've deemed a contender has an elite front court. This team doesn't. Now they have a extremely elite backcourt, and let's see if that can make up for their weaknesses of the front court. But that's where my my list comes to a halting stop. And I say, Jay, the Clippers are pretenders. But they're almost there, though. They're almost there. At least I gave them more of a thought. You said all that to say that they're pretending. <laughs> I give them more of a thought. I give them more of a thought than you did. I give them more yeah. of a thought than you did. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm with you. Like that that lineup. I'm looking at it online right now, and that Kawhi, PG, Norm Powell, Zubac lineup with Harden mm-hmm. is killing the league right now mm-hmm. with their plus minus. But that five again with Zubac and Powell on the court. Um, I, I I I hate to I'm gonna I'm, I want to try to go to somebody other than Denver first off any key injury on Denver and then that I think that that t- tips the scales so mm-hmm. again we're talking Aaron Gordon Jamal Murray maybe even a KCP any one of them go down and I kind of have to reevaluate whether I think Jokic is still single handedly overpowering enough with the Clippers firing on all cylinders but firing on all cylinders for the Clippers is my fundamental issue with them, right? It's 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 Kawhi Leonard not getting hurt. It's James Harden not climbing up. And I'm just, I, I can't ride with that. I'd be more inclined maybe even to go with Phoenix. And I and I don't even like Phoenix at all. That's I don't want to bet on no Brad Beal. But I, the, I, you know, the funny thing is, is even if Kawhi, if, uh, if KD and Booker cancel out Kawhi and Paul George, I still take Beal over Harden. You're right. Depth is an issue uh, for for Phoenix for sure, but um, but I just I, man, he's trying to challenge me. James Harden is trying to say, "Are you sure you want to bet against me?" But this is a lifetime achievement reward for James Harden. I just can't roll with it. So I mean, I feel it. I feel it. I mean, b- brother, I'll be honest. Like you have all the reason in the world to not roll with it. I'm just hoping that you know the. Oh. The, the 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 playoff failures the the him arguing with Daryl Morey in his yeah. career I, I I said this before he came to the, to the Clippers and now I don't believe this because he's got his play he's got his play better a lot but if this Clipper situation didn't work out like I don't know what team really would have took James Harden because there know, wouldn't there wasn't gonna be one and that's it, what's gonna make his contract situation so crazy like there are i mean that's a whole five minute ten minute segment right there on the spot because there's so many little machinations of which way it could go with james harden and all of it's going to be really be predicated on how does the season end but um one last little nugget just because i want to shoot it off is that they might have extreme matchup issues with the minnesota timberwolves because if the timberwolves completely shut down the paint um and jared vanderbilt not vanderbilt uh, Jade McDaniels mm-hmm. um, can mitigate one of them, PG-13 or, or Kawhi, then all of a sudden 
Minnesota might be in the driver's seat. So that's another reason why I can't. It's a tough task to ask, though. Mitigating yeah, those, two, those two players is tough. Yeah. So we'll All right. see. All right, Jay. I like that. I like that. Giving Minnesota some love, man. I know uh, one of our recent Match videos up. here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was dogging them out. I was dogging them out. But matchups, though, and, and yeah, matchups, I'm, I like them against the Clippers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. And that's all it comes down to, Jay, is matchups. But, Jay, let's get to the last contender or pretender team here, and that is the Philadelphia 76ers, contender or pretenders. Pretender. Like, Damn. Just, like yeah. that? Yeah. No way. No way. No way. Um, can, I, can you tell me why? Um, Joel's erratic injury history, and then – uh. Tyrese Maxey is going to hit some adversity um, be with the level of attention that he's going to get in the playoffs. He's going to get real, unadulterated, undeviated. Yeah, I mean, and whether you – 1A, 1B, it's perimeter-oriented. So mm. everything on the perimeter is going to be geared towards towards mitigating him. And um, and they, they don't have um, – the quality behind those two um in my opinion um when you when you have to put out a batoon or a um Covington or whoever else is left on that like and i don't and i and i um tobias harris is a 15 to 20 million dollar player getting paid 40 million dollars and i'm just he's good good player but yeah nah Okay. Now, I'm, I'm not, I agree with you that they're not, <clears throat> excuse me. I agree with you that, that, that they're not contenders, but like, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I, I gave it a little bit more of a thought. <laughs> you was just like, nah, I'm pretending. <laughs> nope. because, and, 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 and at the end of the day, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe your brain just work working a little quicker than mine because at the end of the day, like that's where I get to as well, because like run, like real, real quick, running through the famous John algorithm, we got Joel Embiid as the as <laughs> as the star. The bro is averaging yeah. more more points than he is in minutes played, which is crazy. Tyrese Hallib- I mean Tyrese Maxey's doing his thing, career high numbers across the board. Playmaker they got in Tyrese shooting. Now here's where there's a drop off because they're bottom half of the league in shooting, shooting thirty four percent from the three point line. They mm-hmm. look to improve its shooting by bringing in Kyle Lowry, Buddy Heald, and Campaign. Which first couple games it has it, that that has worked out in theory. Uh, I don't know if that'll keep rolling. Defense, oh man, Joel Embiid is a defensive menace anchoring in there. But the backcourt is where I really fear because, like, really quick, listen to this backcourt rotation and tell me if you hear one defensive stopper. Okay. Tyrese Maxey, DeAnthony Melton, but uh, Buddy Heald, Kyle Lowry, and Campaign. Yeah, I mean that's all either washed or that's just not their stick. Now DeAnthony exactly. Melton, I've seen him um, uh, okay. locked in a little bit, but in the but, playoffs. Well, not definitely not in the playoffs, and he's only one guy. Like he's a plus defender. I wouldn't say an elite defender. Yeah, but he's definitely a plus defender. But one guy, what's one, one guy going to yeah. do? When there's three leaky sieves on the court, like that's exactly okay. That's so, not making no difference. So, so I'm not so I'm not sold on their I'm not sold on their shooting. I'm not sold on their defense, and I'm not sold on their depth. Like th- you can't tell me that your plan is to take Joel Embiid out of a game in the playoff series and check in Mo Bamba, like or Paul Reed. Like I, yeah. I and I like Paul Reed a lot, bro. I, I like, do too. I but do. That's just what's not it, like that's Paul? not a. What's his name? Well, yeah, <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah, they call him some funky nickname, but um, 
Yeah, no, I like him too. I like him a lot, but that ain't enough. Okay. So, pretenders. Yeah. Okay, so we're both pretenders. So as we wrap up this contenders and pretenders, Jay, let me let me get this clear. So did you did you have any con- contenders? <laughs> <laughs> did you have any contenders? Jay? Uh, yeah, to be clear. So, I mean, my contenders list, it, my contenders list in the entire league, man. I'm sorry. The Celtics, the Bucks, and the Nuggets. That's okay. that's it, right? Okay. And if you tell me, if you told me that the Nuggets were going to have a key injury, then I'd put like three or four teams right up in there, okay. right? Like, I mean, right that, that between Minnesota, OKC, I'd even slam the Warriors in there, maybe um, the Lakers for sure. Like the four teams come straight to the front if uh, if you told me the Nuggets was. But I'm, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. Call me okay. drunk, whatever. No. Little bromance, yeah. whatever. Yeah, Stand Jokic is him. Stand on it. I love and it. People I seem to be it, forgetting man. about him, man. Like, come on. Did you guys bombers, bombers, bombers championship. Like, you he know, wax them all. You know what? You do. know what the issue? You know what the issue is, Jay? Because yeah. when you win a championship, like you're on a whole nother level mentality, right? So he's not even tripping about the regular season yeah, at this he's point. He's been on cruise he's control, like, like just it, chilling. He's like, yeah, I got something for y'all. Watch, watch when that playoffs kick around, yeah. man. So. All right, Jay, I'm right there with you. And then for me, uh, just to give some clarification, as far as this list, uh, my only contenders were was the Cavs, and then I had OKC as pretenders. I had the Knicks as contenders, Clippers as pretenders, and 76ers as pretenders as well. And then uh, like league league wise, I of course also have Nuggets and Celtics and uh, Bucks. All right, Jay. So uh, that's that's always one of my favorite segments to get into is. Contenders, pretenders, especially as uh, playoffs gets ready to roll around. But, um, Jay, I think this is a good point for us to go ahead and sign off here. We got All-Star Game coming up. I mean, not All-Star Weekend coming up here real soon. Uh, any thoughts, Jay, before we get to it? No, nah, man, I'm looking forward to the dust settling here. Um, no, nah, I'm, I'm – let's see some three-point shootouts, some dunk contests. And then, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to just – now that – all the trades have been made. Everybody knows who they're rocking with. And so like, so I can nerd out. Um, and then probably next week I want to talk about, um, I'm, for those listening, I'm going to come out with a little five, seven minute video, just talking about that second apron stuff. And I just want to paint it real simple, plain, concise, because there's a couple teams that are about to hit an apocalypse, namely the Celtics. Minnesota is going to be in some trouble. And, uh, and I just want to break it down real simple because this offseason isn't going to make sense, and um, and I want to paint a nice little picture. So be on the lookout for that. I would say that. And then uh, hit me on Twitter for any kind of questions. I'm here for it. So, Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. <clears throat> As always, y'all, check us out. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we, got a, we got a family, man. We constantly growing. We love having y'all in the comment section. Love y'all, y'all giving us y'all opinion and whatnot. And just like our Jay said, you know, don't be afraid to get at us, whether it's DMing Jay on Twitter, Instagram, hidden, hidden us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Um, and yeah, man, be ready for that, um, that Wednesday drop. Um, we're going to keep rolling with these consistent drops. We got our weekly recaps and our on our shows that we got during the week. So. Hope you guys have been enjoying, uh, but for now, hope you all have a great All-Star weekend. By the time you hear this, it'll probably be like All-Star game or something like that. So hope you've been enjoying, and hopefully Sabrina won. So <laughs> I think that's a good I just one. See, I just want to see her make uh, make Steph uh, 
uh, tighten up a little bit. Tighten you know? up, huh? Like I said, <laughs> come in and thinking it's sweet. Then he's like, hold on, hold on. Uh, hold on. Wait, wait, what? Y'all, you trying to embarrass me on TV? <laughs> uh, that's so oh. funny, man. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, shoot. Appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll catch y'all next time. Peace.